In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WABA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WABA. My name is Dennis Williams, and I'm director of ministry for WABA Radio, and I want to welcome you um, to today's broadcast. Listen, folks, you probably have heard this before, but let me share with you once again from Matthew 2535, where I was hungry. And you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. Our guest today is not only serving Jesus, she's rallying others to join her. And that verse for her is very powerful as it should be to each and all of us. Unified Seven Homeless Initiative meets needs for the homeless by partnering with local churches and other service organizations. So today we're going to hear about that and the work they're doing and how more and more of us um, can get involved. And of course, here to get us started to introduce our guest for the day is my good friend, my buddy, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Brother, here we are again, man. Good to see you. Hey man, thanks. Uh, I love that verse, Matthew twenty five thirty five. It's oh, one that, me too, man. Me that we too. reference from time to time because you know we hear that and it's a reference that Jesus is talking about, and and they're in front of God and they're like, well, when did I feed you? When did I help yeah. you? When did I give you a drink? Yeah. And and God says, as much as you did for those who are in need and least of these, you did it for me. And yeah. you know, the gospel is good news. And as we talk about on the show over and over again, the gospel is both something we verbalize and it's also something that we actualize. Um, in life. And so I'm excited anytime that we get a chance to talk about someone living out this reality of the good news, especially in the context of what you just talked about in Matthew chapter 25. So we do have right here uh, in the studio with us today, uh, just someone that I'm excited, excited to talk to, uh, Lisa Curitan. She's a lifelong believer, her greatest claim to fame, and she probably has many, but the greatest one is that as a child, uh, God used her to usher her family into church. And ever since then, uh, she has sought uh, to usher people into the kingdom to know Jesus Christ. She served in all kinds of capacities in church environments, volunteers cleaning the bathroom to pastor's business assistant. But her most uh, treasured position in ministry was serving as a leader for children and youth. And that's really a lot of what drives her to serve in that way. Now, like a lot of times we have people on the show who've had different sort of backgrounds in churches. She served churches of every size, volunteer, staff person, lay minister. Uh, but today and uh, what the, where God has her right now in her calling, she just seeks to ensure that the church stands tall and strong in the face of cultural pressure uh, to accept failure, particularly moral failure as the norm. Now in 2017, after she established what we're going to talk about a little bit today, unified seven, she uh, reluctantly answered, and I love that in her bio, because I think there's a lot of us who have reluctantly answered the call of God in our life. <laughs> yeah, uh, I read that, man. I was like, yeah, yeah I can relate. <laughs> yeah, she reluctantly answered the call to seminary. 
Uh, and at that moment, it was sort of checking the box. But uh, so she initially enrolled in organizational leadership only to find that God had something deeper for her. Amen. So moving from that is what she would call reluctance to refinement. Uh, in 2018, she switched to an MDiv program in hopes of learning deeper about how to communicate the truth about who Jesus Christ is and his great love for everyone that he has that he has made. Uh, she's called to teach and preach, and she seeks to deliver the uncompromising word of God with grace, love, and insight. And that was just the start. Uh, God had so many more things for her. In the span of four months of 2019, uh, she had people come into her life and, and tell her that God was going to use her and call her to be a pastor. And so she's, she's now following that, and she's uh, underneath the tutelage of uh, one of our friends of the show we've had several times, Reverend Dexter Nuttall, uh, learning to do that, uh, as all of us are learning to do a little bit of this. And she serves with Dunn Ministries as a consultant to pastors in local churches, refining uh, the work of the local church. Um, it's an example of what she talks about, that God is working all things together for good, who've been called according to his purpose. And so her desire is to know the truth of Jesus Christ in her life and have it in her inward parts and the hidden parts to be made known for wisdom. I feel like that I've given a good idea of who you are from a bio, Lisa, but right. I, I'm excited about what we get to know you as a person, what God has called you to do. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. That's a whole lot of stuff you just read. Well, you know, um, I'm a little bit that guy that gave me stuff to read and I read it right in front of me. So uh, Dennis tries to get me some stuff to read about him from time to time that I won't read. But a longtime listener to the show know that Dennis and I give each other a hard time, but we are passionate about the same thing that you're passionate about. And that's the good yeah. news of the gospel. And part of that passion uh, has led to this ministry that's called Unified Seven. Yeah. So for people who've not heard of it, this is the first time, or maybe need a reminder, what is Unified Seven and how long have you been serving the community here in the Washington metro area? You know, Unified Seven was, it, it was birthed out of me looking around and seeing seven pastors that I'm friends with mm -hmm. and um, that were all kind of birthed out of the same church. And we weren't playing together. And I said, look, now we're siblings. We should be playing in the same sandbox together mm -hmm. and realizing that we're stronger together. What? Mm -hmm. Let's do some things together. And so, you know, it's church, right? So you got to, you know, you got to make sure people are doctrinally aligned and all that sure. good stuff. And so I said, let's find something that we can all agree on that doctrinally we can all move forward on and let's do it together. And so what we agreed on was the fact that, listen, uh, first of all, Jesus said, go. Mm -hmm. Go and make ye disciples. We agree on that. He said, "Love, love folks like they're your own, like they're your neighbor. Love your, love your neighbors like you love yourself." And he also said, "When you do it for the least of them, you've done it for me." We yeah. can agree on that. So, yes. because we can agree on that, let's start with something where the less care for the least of them. Mm -hmm. And so, homelessness was a part of all of our ideas for what we should be doing. So that was a place that we started. Of the seven pastors, four chose to, to partner on the homeless in initiative. So one of the things that we realized is that everybody doesn't have to partner, right? And that other people might come along and partner with us, and they have. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, as, you know, we thought about that number seven, like that could be the number of completion, the seven churches, mm -hmm. you know, in Revelations. It has so many, it's, you know, wide-reaching, right? The yeah. bottom line is we wanted to partner with people. How long have you been with this partnership and serving the community? 
We've Was it been, 2017 or before? Yeah, we've been in 17. We've been in the street since 17. Been mm-hmm. thinking about this idea a little, little before that, planning for it, but in the street, actually serving, doing the work for about about three plus years now. And so the vast majority of ministry that you do, obviously, is the people who find themselves without a physical location or address. They may be in a car or maybe in some place, but an address in that way. And one of the things I love is hearing, you know, for people's lives, there's this sort of this moment. You know, if we go into scripture, you know, Paul had a blinding light moment that put him on his journey, his path. Uh, maybe not a blinding light moment, but it's not uncommon that that as we talk to people who's God called into a particular mission, that there's this, you know, hey, this is why I first got involved. This is my calling. What was that like for you? You know, um, I have had a moment of hunger myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so I um, moved to Atlanta and found myself um, food insecure. Find my, found myself trying to um, make my way in that space, live, work, pay mortgage, pay car and everything. And I found myself hungry. And mm-hmm. so food insecurity has always been a concern of mine. And so who is more food insecure oftentimes than the homeless? Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why this thing drives me. I didn't lose my home, but I definitely found myself at food banks and in food pantries having to having to make sure that I could eat. Yeah. And so it drives me um, to make sure I can care for those people who don't really have the means to care for themselves at that at this time. And it's interesting that you mentioned that one of your verses is in Romans chapter eight, that God works all things together for good, you know, and later on to, to make us more like Jesus. Rarely would one think about this idea of having personal food insecurity that God then using and working it to make something larger from it. And it's real clear here that, that you don't just sympathize with people in that situation. You empathize and you take what God has allowed in your life to happen and move it forward for the purpose of the gospel. And so you've talked about food insecurity and you've talked about helping in that. Uh, Are there other services that when you get involved in the homeless community or maybe outside of the homeless community, the community in general that unified seven does and, and works with? So, yeah, we started out really, really early and and we specifically are trying our best to um, secure the homeless in in our county, which is Prince George's County. And one of the reasons why we chose Prince George's County is that um, there is a sort of um, um, a, a focus here in this county for the homeless to not be public. Mm-hmm. Right. Not be out and seen. And so um, one of the things that we realized is that we have a lot of homeless and but they're hiding. They're hiding in the woods. They're hiding behind buildings. They're, and so our focus was really to get out and, and to be a street team and to go and find people that have a need, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times you all, you all, you know, your, your building was here in Washington, D.C. So you, you kind of know the D.C. area. There's mm-hmm. a lot of resources afforded to the homeless in Washington, D.C. You could pull up at 2nd and D downtown in Washington, D.C., pop your trunk, give out food, and folks will come to your car and you can service them from your car. In Prince George's County, that's not the case. So we we have developed street teams that literally canvas communities and look for the homeless in places where they're hiding mm-hmm. um, and go and care for them in that way. So we started working with Prince George's County government and they helped us a lot. So we we helped to get our homeless to the system to be able to put in, in the system to be able to find housing, to uh, get in the process of getting into a shelter and all those kind of things. So that is our hope, is to provide people those opportunities to find support. 
Yeah. Now, certainly, you know, we're still at some point in the pandemic with every passing month and every yeah. passing week. Hopefully there's, there's a little more light at the end of the tunnel that we joke about is like actual light and not a train, but nonetheless, you know, in every part of uh, the environment, every part that we're talking to people ministries, COVID has not made your job simpler. It's not made the needs of the people who you are working with the unified seven less. And so in light of what was already some of the greatest needs of the homeless population in the area you serve, when you stack COVID on top of it, what are you seeing? We're seeing more people and um, who are lacking food, more people who are lacking housing. But here's the other thing that's happening. We are seeing uh, an increase in drug activity mm-hmm. in the homeless that we serve. And so we're seeing uh, more and more people, communities that we used to serve, that um, we, we would be able to talk with them about, um, are you ready to come off the street? I can make a call. I can get you, I can get you connected um, and you know, give them a, a plate of food. But now we're seeing people come to us when we hit their community, they are drugged out. And mm-hmm. so mental health issues, um, the stress issues of COVID are showing up in um, not just an increase in the number of people that are on the street that um, need food. And I'm talking about the working, the working poor. So we are yeah. also finding that we're giving meals to the working poor, but we're also seeing a high increase of mental health and drug, drug issues mm-hmm. in the streets. Wow. Yeah. Now, you mentioned giving meals. Obviously, you've mentioned food insecurity already and that sort of stuff. You do this thing called One More Plate on a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell people what that is and about how many how many opportunities do you have to give out meals or how many meals rather in a particular weekend? Such a cool deal. So again, one of the one of the hopes of Unify Seven is to unify the church by working together, right? Mm-hmm. For those seven churches that came together, we decided we're not just gonna stop there. So we partner with an organization called One More Plate. And One More Plate literally, uh, we consider ourselves the, the boots on the ground in the community, talking and touching the homeless. One More Plate provides our food source. So they literally provide us the food and we have a chef that comes in on Saturday mornings and cooks a hot meal. That meal goes out hot to the communities so that people get a hot meal. Can you imagine like you mm. in the street? We made lasagna the other day. I was like, mm. well, I don't eat meat, but I'm gonna try to tell you, I was almost eating lasagna the other day. <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a well-rounded, nutritious meal, lasagna, broccoli. We'll, um, I baked them a hot cookie the other day. They got some juice and water. And so those go out hot. We try to service approximately 300 people a Saturday. Um, The other thing that we're doing, again, because we're all about partnerships, we're partnering with an organization that loves the youth. Remember, I love youth. And so it's an organization called uh, Mentoring Through Athletics. And we're, again, we're touching the food insecure. So we have created these little food baskets that we put in low-cost housing apartment complex foyers and in elderly apartment complex foyers. And they're like little baskets that have onions, potatoes, pasta, tuna fish, pasta sauce, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. it says, take what you need, right? right? It's like, almost like, you know, the old adage of when you um, ask your neighbor for a cup of sugar, mm-hmm. like that cup or that potato, that onion might be in your foyer in a little basket. Just yeah. take uh, take what you need and take it up. And so we drop those baskets and then we go back and we replenish them so that there's always something in that basket in case you need something. Yeah, I love that. Now in the name, Unified seven. And you've already talked about unity. There's clear 
implications there about the importance of unity. And, and you've already hit on the scriptural basis of the importance of unity, things you can agree on. Are, are there some practical things that unity brings that shows to the world around us, or maybe even some things that people wouldn't know by watching that really is the importance of unity. Like we talked about from John chapter 17, where Jesus says, I pray that they may be one. So they will see who I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, this idea of unity is really important because I was, I was thinking about this last night. Ephesians tells us to do, do your very best to, to endeavor to keep the a spirit of unity and the, mm-hmm. the bond of peace. Right. Right. And I think that where we are today, particularly in our country, whatever we can do to and inspire a bond of peace is so important to me. Peace yes. not only across, um, you know, doctrinal lines, not only across um, church boundary lines, but just across people lines. So just making sure that we create a space where everybody can be unified and we can all put our hands together to one task. I've always been a big believer in goal orientation. So when you put a goal in front of people and people are moving towards the same goal, man, we are so powerful, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we're all moving towards this idea of serving the least of them, then we can have peace and we can have unity. And I think that, um, listen, uh, serving a plate, uh, scooping out some 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 green beans, washing the dishes together, it brings so much unity. I, we had a guy in the kitchen the other day, a, a white gentleman, and he mm-hmm. said he was serving the green beans, and he said. I, y'all gotta let me taste these green beans. The, the smell of these green beans, I gotta taste these green beans. And so <laughs> after, we, after we finished cooking, I made him a big old plate of green beans. He said, what did you put in these green beans to make these green beans taste like this? <laughs> right. And I'm just smiling because I'm saying, this is what I mean when I say peace, right? Because yeah. now I get to share a family recipe with you of how we make those green beans taste mm-hmm. like that. That's the beginning of people learning just a little bit more about each other, which mm-hmm. begins to saturate that bond, that bond of peace. It saturates Amen. it when we get to Amen. know more about one another. Yeah, and I love, you know, what you're just practically illustrating for our listeners right now about how it plays out, maybe in ways that we don't even think of and, and how you've already talked about this fact that, you know, sometimes churches don't play well in the same sandbox, which doesn't make a lot of sense for a lot of people who don't know Jesus. Why, why aren't you playing well together? And we, we've talked about that at other shows before. In fact, uh, One Heart DC, which is one of the co-sponsors of the show, this idea of unity is behind one of the core values. And, uh, but you found some things, listen, let's get away from all the stuff that are secondary issues. Let's not get involved in that. Let's, let's stay involved in, in the main stuff that we know that we can all agree on. And of course, this is, I'm sure brought some success. Could you maybe share a success story or two as if you've been able to walk with people? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you a couple of different success stories. One, um, one of the very first, uh, young ladies that we were able to service, she came to us. Um, she was pregnant. She was about eight months pregnant. Um, her um, significant other had a drug problem. We were able to get them off the street, got her in a program where she is now in her own home, has childcare, and has gotten a job. The, oh, the significant God. other was put in um, mm. a, a, um, you know, a, a drug abuse program, a rehab program. And so he's well, right? The other thing that I'm so excited about right now is that we are doing two things. We are, are literally helping the homeless to sort of get their tax get their taxes you know their uh, those those checks that we're getting right now whatever they're yeah called. the stimulus checks or stimulus whatever yeah right? mm-hmm. 
get their stimulus checks so that we can now help them to figure out how do I how do I use this to get into some housing? How could maybe two or three of you all come together and get some housing together so you can now get 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 clothing, right? Get yourself mm-hmm. up and we can start looking for a job. And the other thing we begin to do is we are partnering with someone who is hiring um some of our homeless folks to come and work in his business, which I yeah. I'm so thrilled about. Um, so we're trying to make sure we can move people along. Right. Now, certainly you referred to this already a little bit that, you know, with COVID and pandemic, a lot of things have changed. How have you seen the housing need change and what you have this thing talk about housing partnerships? I think you just alluded to it a little bit, but to expand on that a little bit for people who are like, oh, that got my attention. Oh my gosh. So exciting. So we have two partnerships that are in process now. One, we're working with a collection of sort of other um, ministries together that we're all trying to pull together and open a shelter, right? Mm-hmm. Where we can have more space. We don't have enough beds in PG County. There's just not enough space for people to come off the street. So we need more beds. And so we're working with this group to do that. Within that, we're going to also build a training program where they can get trained and go out and get a job, right? So there'll be two pieces to that. I also am working with a couple pastors that are buying properties that will almost be like sort of... um, not not a halfway house, but a home where homeless can come and mm-hmm. stay for a little while, get up on your feet, get a job, and we'll help you get out and get training. Mm-hmm. But then the last thing that we are in prayer for is we really do see that Unify 7 can be sort of the progenitor of creating um, sort of a homeless living communities, right, where people can come and they can uh, be placed in a, in, a, in a space to live for a year or two, get themselves up, get themselves you know, back into, you know, citizenship, get a job and get on their way, right? Where we yeah. can help with finances and training and get on their way. Yeah. I love that. Now, again, one of the things that we do with this show is we'd like to highlight not only things that are happening yeah. in our local area that are moving the gospel forward, but how people themselves, they can get involved if they choose. In this. So what are some ways in the last two minutes or so you think that individuals could get involved in, in this initiative? And if it's not just individuals, how yeah. could other organizations or churches partner with you? So certainly you can find us pretty much on every social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Mm -hmm. at Unified 7 Initiative. And our website is unified7.com. So we can be found there. But the ways in which people can join us is that we'd love to have organizations send your volunteers we Mm -hmm. need more people on the street i need more people in the kitchen for distribution days when we're getting the food out um we'd love to have people come and support us if you want to if you got food and you want to give us food we move a lot of food so we can use food right and also of course there's also the the ability to give donations to unified seven and of course to support us with making sure we can move the vision forward financially lots of ways individually yeah. and organizationally to support us. And, and I love that what you mentioned that you, you will, for people have, you give different ways. It could be physically, it could be donation of food. It could be donation of financial resources that all of us have a part mm-hmm. to play in making a difference in helping the hungry and thirsty and, and serving God in that way, serving Jesus. And uh, so just thanks for that. I do just, just for your heart, for the things that you're doing and Dennis, as always, um, you know, whenever we have this opportunity to connect with people, we, we hear the truth about how people are living out the gospel. I can't help but be inspired, and I can't help to be encouraged, and I know our listeners have been today as well. 
Amen. It's just stuff. You know, I was just thinking as Lisa was talking, I, I was certainly listening, but I was also thinking about, you know, sometimes this stuff, um, like the homeless, if we don't see them every day, they kind of go by the wayside. We don't think yeah. about that if it's not right. So it's stuff like this that's so powerful and so moving and the exact things that the church ought to be doing. It's what we ought to be doing. So folks, if you want more information, you heard the website unified7.com. That's unified7.com. Um, you can also, hey, uh, you ought to listen to this again and listen to Lisa and, and her passion for this and how powerful this movement is. Um, you, can, you can always go to goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. If you need to get a hold of me directly and then I can get you in touch with Lisa, you can always call me at the station 703 703- 807-2211. That's 703-807-2211. And folks, God bless y'all. Lisa, lady, I don't, you wear me out. Yeah. You wear me out. I'm thinking, where does she get the energy, man? But you know what? It's the Holy Spirit of God working through you. We love you. We thank you for what you're doing. God bless you. And thanks for being with us. Thank you. We appreciate that so much. Yeah. So folks, thank you for being with us. God bless you all. We will see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.